Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owens. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast. And make sure you're following our Facebook at Wine and Wisdom Podcast. We have exclusive content there. Catch up with the latest information on the podcast. So make sure you follow us on social media. Starting this year on the podcast, we're going to be having guests from all around the world joining us and giving us some wisdom. And I'm so excited for you guys to see, especially today's guest. Let's get right into it and welcome today's guest. She is an author and she is a transformational life coach. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad to have you and learn a little bit about you and your book. Um, We have a lot to talk about today, so I'm very excited. Um, Let's first get to know you um, and your book. your book was actually inspired by real, your real life. Um, her book is titled Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce, which was inspired by your own personal events of divorce and your high school sweetheart. I've, I figured we could start with that. What was that like, um, the whole divorce part and starting that phase? <clears throat> challenging. <laughs> uh, it was really the most challenging thing that I've ever faced in my life. No one enters into a marriage thinking that it's going to end in divorce. And I had been with my now ex-husband for 23 years. So we started dating when I was 17. We went to college together. We moved to Colorado together. And then 14 years later, after we were married, it ended in divorce. And I had been with him since I was a teenager. And so trying to figure out how to start a life now on my own at 40 years old was very scary, very challenging. And in the middle of all of that, I lost my job as well. Unexpected, uh, not long after my divorce. And so there was a lot of things transpiring at once. And I began began blogging, which was kind of led me into the book that I wrote. Got it. So when you were going through the process, did you go through any like stages of maybe like denial or like um, just kind of like didn't know where to go from here or confusion? Uh, yes, yes, and yes to all of the above. And uh, that's actually one of the chapters in my book. I talk about the stages of grief because okay. they're um, they're real and they're necessary to heal, to go through all those different stages. And they're not linear. I think that's something that many people think you're going to start with the denial and then moving into anger and bargaining and all of those. But they're they're like a roller coaster. You're going to go through one and you might bounce back and forth between many of them. And yes, I went through all of those different stages. And although very challenging, a very, very necessary part to heal and move forward. Absolutely. Now, before the ultimate decision of divorce, did you guys try to make it work or like um, was there something that really just, it was just not working and it just pin, or was there like a particular thing that just, you both decided that, you know, it wasn't working. So now that I'm post-divorce three years, looking back, I can see that there were things in the marriage that started to fall apart, probably about halfway through. Uh, We both worked a lot. He was definitely a workaholic and that led to issues of us having children. I didn't want to be basically a single mom. 
I also had my own career and we started living very separate lives. And I, you know, was very focused on my career and my extracurricular activities. And he also had his career. And so looking back, I can see that we started to drift apart a long time uh, for quite a while. But uh, when the divorce the separation happened. It was really unexpected for for me. There were some some infidelity issues that happened, and I wanted to make the marriage work. I think he did as well. And then we were bouncing back and forth. And in the end, we realized it was best for us to walk our own paths, even though that was very challenging and scary. Too much had happened, and we needed to start a new chapter of our lives alone. So in the end, it was pretty much a mutual decision to end the marriage. Yes. Yeah. It, we went back and forth. There were points when I wanted to make it work and then he wanted to make it work. And then in the end, we both agreed it was best. Absolutely. So I want to get into the book a little bit. I noticed on the front cover of the book, um, you have four things that stick out on spoons, uh, grief, growth, thrive and happiness. Is there a particular reason why um, those four things are plated on the front of the cover? Sorry, there's a train in the back. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, I went back and forth on which words I wanted to put in that because there are so many different feelings and emotions that you go through when you're going through not just a divorce, but a serious breakup or any challenging transition that you're facing in life. And those were the four words that I think kept coming back to me because it was really where I started and where I ended. In the beginning part of the divorce, I didn't know if I was ever going to be happy again or find happiness again. And that's why that's that last word that I have there, because although it's hard to see when you're in the middle of it, it really does happen. Thank you so much. Now, how, how do you think that this book would help someone that's possibly going through a divorce or maybe post-divorce or even the beginning process of divorce? How do you think the book could help them in their journey? I think that many women or individuals are, are like me in the sense that you want to find something that's going to be the quick fix and it's going to make you feel better because you're tired of hurting and tired of feeling those, those bad feelings that you're feeling. That's where I was at. I wanted to find the next podcast or the next blog or the next self-help book that was going to be the aha, here you go. This is what you need to get over your divorce. Mm -hmm. So the reason I wrote this book is because I really wish I would have had this book when I was going through my divorce, because there's not a one size fits all approach to anything in life. And that includes divorce recovery or recovering from any type of loss. So the create your own life recipe is you get to pick and choose what's going to work for you. Just like a recipe in the kitchen, you might like nuts in your chocolate chip cookies and somebody else might not like them. So <laughs> you can tweak it to work for you. Your process is going to be different than your friend who's going through a divorce. Your situation is going to look very different. So what worked for them might not work for you. Each chapter in my book is a different ingredient per se. Um, and you can pick and choose really what resonates with you as you're moving forward. I love that. I, I feel like that's very true. Everyone's journey is going to be different because there's going to be things that each person is dealing with in a different way. 
you may reach um, a part of your journey faster than someone else. So it's completely different for everyone. And I love that you said that. Um, I feel like also in your book, I did, you know, I had to do my research. Um, I feel like a, a very pivotal um, importance of the book is self-care um, as a part of your healing journey. Um, why is that so important? Um, and what do you mean exactly by the self-care? Well, I think if you Google self-care, you're going to see people in bubble baths and yes. manicures and pedicures. That's often what we think of with self-care. But when you're going through a really challenging time in your life, we tend to put self-care on the back burner because there's so many other things that we're trying to navigate and juggle and figure out. But self-care doesn't have to be these luxurious things, which are amazing. They're absolutely wonderful if you can do them. But self-care can mean that you're taking a shower and brushing your teeth. You're taking care of yourself. So I also have a free ebook that I offer. It's seven self-care tips that you know you should be doing, but you're not. Ooh. Because those are the little things that you can do on a daily basis that don't overwhelm you. So if you're not taking care of yourself when you're going through something super challenging, it's going to be more straining on you. And if you have other relationships in your life, you're not going to be the best for those other relationships, your children or your friendships. If you're not taking care of yourself, you need to make sure that every day you're taking care of yourself. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Um, I also love, I have to bring this up because I want to say exactly what it says. Um, on the back of the book, you, and I feel like this is important of your self-care, part of self-care is putting yourself first. Um, you say, yes, I know jazz and rice is an amazing side dish. And that's exactly what I thought when I first began navigating my divorce. Here I was, Jasmine Rice, cooking up my own personal life recipe, searching for just the right ingredients. But this time, Jasmine Rice would be the main dish. Love, I absolutely love that. And I feel like it's the ultimate thing is you're saying is putting yourself first. Give us a little bit of what exactly you meant by just that phrase right there. I have tended in life to always put other people before me and I'm, I'm, I'm selfless in that way. And I, I love that about myself, but I found that when I was going through the divorce and then also my job loss and other challenging things that I have faced in life, that I'm just looking on the outside. What else is out there that I can do to maybe stop thinking about myself because it's easier to focus on somebody else. And I think that's great. I do believe that also is a huge part of healing. When you give to others, there is a, a sense of healing you feel, but all taking time to really focus on yourself. What are those things that maybe you weren't getting in your marriage that you're going to try to look for in that next relationship? Or what were you neglecting about yourself in a certain situation? And now you have that opportunity to reflect on what you're going to change as you move forward into this new chapter. And I really hadn't done a lot of that. I um, was very um, codependent on my ex-husband. Um, we were, uh, again, together since we were young. So this was an opportunity for me to kind of like see a clean slate here. And what was it that was important for me and myself as I'm moving forward? Absolutely. I feel like with you, especially starting out so young, um, you and your husband being together for so long, you have to kind of rediscover who you are. And I feel like that's a lot of what your book is about and figuring out your journey of transitioning, you know, 
with divorce. So I, I really think this book is really important. And I um, was reading some of the stuff in it. And I just really think you give really good advice. What is some advice for someone who feels like they may not be they're they're in their phase of wanting the divorce, but they're not really quite sure of how to go through that process, and they're just maybe afraid. Um, what was some advice that you would have for someone going through that? Well, it's it's very fearful. There's the fear of the unknown, yes. and you're never going to know what the future holds. I had my whole life planned out. I did not plan on getting divorced, so it was very unexpected. And being prepared for the unexpected. And what that means is just pivoting when you need to, being flexible, giving yourself grace. And if you're deciding on whether or not this is right for you, to, to if you are married and um, looking at possibly getting divorced, what is best for everybody in the situation? What's best for you? If you have children, what's going to be best for them? If you're unhappy and you're waking up every day and you're feeling unhappy with your life, something has to change. And I'm not saying that has to be a divorce. Possibly some something can be reconciled in that relationship. But if you're unhappy, you owe it to yourself to figure out what's going to make you happy. Mm, I love that. I forgot to ask you if you have any wine. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm drinking just some water right now today. Um, uh, it's, it's not quite, it's not quite five o'clock where I'm at yet, but you know, it's to come later. <laughs> yes, you're joining us from Denver, right? I'm in Denver. Yes. Denver. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> what would your advice be for someone who is going through the divorce process and they have children? Because when children are inv- involved, I feel like it can get very complicated. Yes. And, and I don't have human children. I have furry children. Um, that was actually something that I wanted uh, for, for a long time. That was another reason I think that played into to my divorce personally, but I am a child from a divorced family. And I can tell you because coming from that, my parents had a very dysfunctional relationship. There was a lot of fighting. Um, there was, you know, yelling. It, there wasn't a lot of love in that household. And I, it, your children see that. And if that is what's happening in your life and your children are witnessing that, that is not healthy environment for your children to see. So I know that I've had friends who feel like staying together for the children is the best thing, but if it's not a healthy environment for those children, if they're not seeing a loving relationship between their parents, that's not healthy for them either. Absolutely. I feel like that's such a common thing, staying together for the kids that is such a thing or waiting till they're older or and I feel because they're they think it's easier for kids to see their parents together but if they see unhealthy and unhappiness in the long haul that's going to be more devastating for them than you choosing yourselves and choosing what's best for everyone in the end so that would be um for advice for people with children but what is something that you would say to someone um, who is post-divorce and maybe kind of lost right now? That is where a, a coach can come in, honestly. And that's when I started working with a life coach myself was I 
was at a place where I knew I needed to shift. I was ready to move forward, but I felt stuck and I really didn't know how to get to that next step. And so all those self-help books out there, absolutely, those are great. My book would be a, a really great stepping stone to kind of push you in that direction. But a lot of times that's where a coach can be very beneficial because a coach is gonna help you set goals. They're gonna hold you accountable for those goals. And if it's someone who has gone through something similar, so if you're working with a coach after divorce and it's a coach who's gone through a divorce, there's some, some similarities that they can relate to. So I would say working with a coach could be very, very beneficial because helping you set those goals, helping hold you accountable for those goals to move to that next step in your life. I love that you brought up your coaching because that's a great segue into our next part of your life as a life coach, as a transformational life coach, do you think your divorce was definitely inspiration for you to become a life coach? Well, I have a background in psychology and I thought when I was in college that my plan was to become a psychologist and life led me in a different direction. I worked in the nonprofit sector for about 18 years, but after my divorce and the job loss, it was an opportunity for me to look at what I felt called to do. And I really appreciated the life coach that I had worked with uh, post my divorce. And I felt that I had some offer. I felt that I could connect with people. I wanted to help people in a way that I wish I would have had that help. And again, losing my job uh, shortly after my divorce was very scary. That was the stability that I had in my life. But I realized that I just didn't want to go back into that world anymore. So it was time for me to take a chance and to really do something that I was passionate about. Yes, absolutely. I feel like you had a completely clean slate, like, you know, um, going single and a new job. And I feel like it was probably very, very tough and like a lot to deal with. But in the end, I feel like it was a beautiful, maybe new beginning for you. And, you know, I think definitely think that having a life coach to possibly help you navigate through your divorce is a great thing. What can people expect from the book? So the book really could assist someone going through any challenging time in their life. So if I could change the title of my book, I would say create your own life recipe after fill in the blank, because okay. it really could be, um, a, it could be a friendship loss. I talk about that in uh, one of the chapters in my book. I lost some friends as adults going through my divorce, which I really didn't understand that, you know, friends could break up with you, but that happens too. And so, uh, and if, especially if it's a really close friend to you, you know, we evolve and change at different times in our life. And sometimes we outgrow relationships and that could be friendships. And so this could be a book that could help you if you, you know, you've lost a really great friend in your life, or perhaps you have made a really large move and you live in a state now and you don't have that support network you had. So this book, the techniques I talk about in this book, don't necessarily just apply to a divorce. It can just be that transition that you're facing in life where you need a little extra support. Wow. I love that. Um, You're absolutely right. I actually, fun fact, recently have just, um, I guess you could say lost a friend. So it's, and it's someone that I was really close to. So I definitely can understand. And you go through different stages and it's just, just like, 
it, it feels like a divorce in a sense, or you have a breakup in a sense. So I, I can definitely understand. And I love that it's it's not just for one audience, it's for multiple audiences um, who are maybe dealing or going through a, a sense of loss or a sense of, um, you know, a hardship. So um, I wanted to talk about your life now a little bit before we uh, go into some statistics that I have. What is your current life now? Are you currently dating? And how was that transition? Um, because you were with your husband from such a young age and so many years um, getting back into the dating world, how was that? Scary. There was no such thing as online dating back when I was in high school. So <laughs> it, was, it was very scary and unknown. Um, I, I do, I have a boyfriend now. Dating after the divorce was very... Um, scary because again, I, I hadn't really dated anyone since I was in high school and I was very cautious. Um, I did allow myself to make a list of what was important to me in a relationship and what that was going to look like for me. And before I got too serious with anybody, I wanted to make sure that I knew myself as well. So I kind of started dating myself before I started dating other people, figuring out who I was and what was important to me because I wanted to make sure that I felt as if I was a whole person before I went into another relationship. Um, it makes me think of that, the movie Jerry Maguire, when, you know, um, he says, you complete me. And that's so romantic when you hear that. But in reality, I wanted to be a complete person going into another relationship. So two complete people going into a relationship together. I love that. I love that you said that you dated yourself. What are some things that you did quickly um, to help date yourself and get to know yourself a little bit? Yeah, I will. I went to a movie alone. I had never done that before. Um, going out to dinner by myself alone, the very first time, very scary, but I love it. And I still, even though I'm dating somebody, I still go out to dinner by myself. I really enjoy that. Went to play by myself. So I just did those things that you know, that were important to me that I liked to do that I still continue to do. I think it's still important, even if you're in a relationship to go on those dates by yourself and have those alone nights and have that alone time. It's important for, for yourself and your personal growth. I love that. I think that's, that is very important. I said this year that I was going to start because I have a, I don't know why I've never been to anywhere set down by myself or anything. So I said this year, um, I am as part of my self-care and putting myself first. I am going to start taking, you know, doing little stuff by myself. It's okay to do things alone. And I think that's one thing that I have learned, especially dealing with a friend that I've no longer friends with and stuff like that, that it's okay to do things alone and to enjoy your own company. Yes. Very important. Uh, say about divorce. And I was actually really shocked at some of the statistics that I found. Um, and I will link the website that I found the facts on in the description. Um, Cause I definitely didn't write it down, <laughs> but 50% of um, marriages actually end up in divorce. So half of marriages end in divorce, which is crazy, a crazy number to think. Um, also, 90% of Western Western um, countries marry before 50 years old. So 90% of them are married. Um, the average age for couples divorce is 30, which I could definitely see that. I feel like 30 is the age where a lot of people start, you know, getting to know the best side of themselves or the, themselves. I don't know. I think that 30 is such an interesting age. So I could definitely see 30 being 
um, the age where most couples maybe decide to divorce because they're discovering themselves and they went through their twenties and, you know, that whole phase of, uh, Arkansas has the highest divorce rate, which was interesting. <laughs> um, and those are some of the fun facts that I just pulled up for today. Um, and I will also, like I said, I will link some of those facts, but why do you think possibly the percentage rate may be so high in divorces? Well, I think the majority of people get married pretty young. Um, so our minds are not fully developed until we're in our early twenties, around like 24. And if you're getting married prior to that, you really don't know all those pieces of yourself. And even if you do know yourself really well, let's say you're 25 and you get married, you are always evolving and changing as a person, as you should be. And if you aren't evolving and changing and growing together with your partner, then you're going to be growing apart from each other. Relationships take work. If you think you're going to be able to just say, I do get married and things are going to be happy. No. Not the way it works. <laughs> so not only do you need to constantly work on yourself and self-care and personal growth, you have to be willing to put into that work into a relationship as well. And I think when people hear that word work, like that, oh, I don't want to have to put in work. That sounds like so much, but you know, it's an effort. You're putting an effort into your relationship and that's important for that. And when people aren't willing to do that, you're going to drift apart and things are going to happen. You know, the number one, the a couple of the reasons people get divorced are, you know, infidelity, financial issues, and then you're just, um, you're growing apart from each other and they're just not incompatible. You're not compatible anymore. And those are the top three reasons that people get divorced. So if you're not constantly putting in that work, you're going to grow as an individual, but not grow as a couple. Absolutely. Well, you have so much wisdom to share. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, I I would love to have you. I want to get into the next segment of the show. I have a daily affirmation segment where I basically pick a daily affirmation card and I read it and then the guests may put interpret in their own words what that would mean. So today's card <laughs> says, I change the way I look at things and things and the things I look at are changing in positive ways. So how would you interpret this daily affirmation card? I think that it really plays into the, the neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP that I do in my coaching, which is mindset shifting. So you're shifting your mindset. And I think that's very, very important when you're trying to navigate a challenging time in your life. If you're in this fixed negative mindset, you're not going to be able to move into that forward-focused, positive growth mindset. And so it really does come back to mindset being extremely important in the way that, you know, you're, you're viewing and interpreting things that are presented to you in life and how you're going to handle that. We can't choose what happens to us in life, but we can choose how we respond to it. Absolutely. I love that. It's been so much information that you provided us. Um, where can someone who may be interested in your life coaching, where can they find, um, I know you have a website, where can we, our listeners find you? The best place is to visit my website, which is goodthingsaregonnacome.com. There's information on there about working with me one-on-one -on -one and all the other options. There's information if you're interested in buying my book and all my social media links can be found on my website as well. Perfect. And where can we find your book? 
So it is available on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble. Uh, right now it is Kindle and paperback and I'm working on the audio book. So that's to come in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on and spreading your wisdom with us. Um, I look forward to seeing great things. I'm going to definitely, I, I followed um, your fate. You also have a Facebook page. Good things will come as well. Yes, so you can all of that can all the social medias, they're all there. Um, all the links are on my website. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Jasmine. And thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Hey, my winos. Thanks for listening to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. As always, I appreciate the support. And you guys know I love wine. And if you love wine too, and you want to support good causes around the world and nonprofit organizations, go ahead and head to my One Hope Wine Shop at www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash Diara, D-A-R-A-H hyphen O-W-E-N-S to try our award-winning wines and give back to nonprofits around the world. So go ahead and drink wine and feel good while doing so. And as always, thank you for your continued support.